Go ahead and turn your Bibles tonight over to the book of Acts. Over the book of Acts, been studying there. And we'll continue tonight. And, and uh, I don't know if you've learned anything, but I, I sure am learning as I go through this. And uh, so you bear with me, amen. And I, you have to bear with me a lot, but you just keep bearing, amen. Uh, Acts chapter number two, verse number four. You find your place, amen. Amen. I still see a page or two of flipping. Amen. Acts chapter 2, verse number 4. The Bible says this. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. All right. In our last study, we got through one verse. And tonight, we're going to get through one verse. Amen. But last week, we got through verse number 3. And tonight, we'll get through verse number 4, but we looked in verse number 3 where the Bible said, And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. Okay, as we said in our last study, these 120 that were in this upper room here at Pentecost, they heard the sound, and then they saw the tongues which were like as a fire. Those tongues appeared to them there. And we talked about how that fire was a type of the Holy Ghost of God. And we talked about that because just like we're going to see the Holy Ghost fire spread tonight, uh, we're going to see that in the book of Acts as we continue on this thing. But I'm glad tonight that the fire is still yet spreading in our day and in our time. Aren't you? I'm glad that our God tonight is not dead. He's still spreading like wildfire by the Holy Ghost of God. Souls are still being saved for His honor and for His glory. Now we may not see 3,000 souls saved at one time tonight in our day. But I'm glad that God is still yet in the saving business tonight, aren't you? Uh, I mean, friend, the worst drunkard in the world can call upon God and get saved and born again. The worst cusser in the world can call upon the Lord Jesus Christ and then get saved and born again, washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. I'm glad the Bible says, whosoever shall call upon His name. Amen. I'm glad to be a whosoever tonight, aren't you? Whosoever ever can. Uh, can. Amen. But at any rate, we saw there were 120 in this upper room. And we see that they were there on the day of Pentecost. And we see that they had saw cloven tongues there. And those tongues now rested upon those men. That's hard to picture in our mind. But friend, we understand the Word of God by faith. Amen. So it takes faith to believe the Bible. First of all, you've got to have faith in Christ to believe what the Word of God said. Alright, so these tongues rested upon these men here in this upper room. And not only did they rest upon them at the same time, they rested upon each one individually in the Word of God. Alright, so I guess we can say that these people here received a different tongue. But they received that tongue by one Spirit which was the Holy Ghost of God. All right, he had come down here tonight. He had filled the room here at Pentecost. Now remember that word cloven tonight means parted. All right, so these tongues were separated tongues in which they saw. 
So we see they were separated from one another. So there was 120 cloven tongues. There had to be 120 of them, okay? Because they set upon these men, or these people, in this upper room. All right, now could you imagine being in that place tonight when all this was happening? If tongues started floating around the room tonight, I guarantee you I'm going to leave the building, okay? But I'm telling you that's what happened here in the Bible tonight. These cloven tongues rested upon these men. They appeared unto them. Alright, so now let's read again verse number 4. The Bible said they were filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now do you understand tonight that you can be full but not filled. You can be full of the Holy Ghost of God, but not filled with the Holy Ghost of God. That'll make sense in a minute, but let's look at our Bibles tonight. So this is where the Scripture is fulfilled tonight, where the Bible said in Mark chapter 1 and verse number 8, I indeed have baptized you with water, but He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost. Now we had a baptizing here a while back. And what happened was they got saved. And then after they got saved, then we baptized them. They went in to the water and then they come up out of the water. That's biblical baptizing. But there's something happened the day you got saved. You got baptized into the Holy Spirit of God. But the Holy Spirit of God is not like that water in this fact. You're dry tonight. It may be still out wet. But the day you got baptized by the Holy Ghost of God and you got saved, that Spirit never leaves you. Okay? So I want you to understand that. So you're full of the Holy Ghost, but are you filled tonight? Okay? Well, these people in this upper room, they had hung in there tonight. Remember, Jesus Christ had told them the way. So they're hanging in there like a hair in a biscuit, I guess you could say, in this upper room tonight. And they believe that what they believe what Jesus Christ had said. They believed that the promise of the Holy Ghost was coming. They had waited on that promise of the Holy Ghost of God. And here tonight we have that promise fulfilled in your Bible. And we know that because the Bible said they were filled with the Holy Ghost. Okay, now I can give you many scripture tonight, but for the sake of time and me being late, we're going to mosey right along tonight, okay? But that's where the baptism of the Holy Spirit of God took place is right here in this upper room. Okay, we also know this because the Bible said over in Acts chapter 1 verse number 5, For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. Well, not many days hence had come to pass right here in Acts chapter number 2 in this upper room. And while I'm at it, I'm going to say this, and I don't want to confuse nobody. God's not the author of confusion tonight. But before the baptism of the Holy Ghost, and while Jesus was still on the earth, Jesus did work miracles before the baptism of the Holy Ghost of God. Okay, well, let's look at this. The Bible said in Luke 10 and 17. All right. And the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. So while Jesus Christ was upon this earth, he sent out his disciples to do miracles and to cast out devils, to cast out demons. 
And I want you to understand tonight that all that took place before this baptism of the Holy Ghost here in the Word of God in this upper room. What I'm getting at tonight is if those disciples had faith, then those disciples could do at that time what Jesus Christ said they were able to do. But they had to have faith to do that. Alright, there was a time in the Word of God when the disciples could not cast out a demon as well. Well, what happened? Let's find out. The Bible said, Matthew 17, verses 14 through 20. You can look over there. The Bible said, When they were come to the multitude, there came to him a certain man kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is lunatic and sore vexed. For oftentimes he falleth into the fire and oft into the water. This man says, There's something wrong with my son. Uh, He's been vexed by a devil. He's falling into the fire. He's falling into the water. And then the Bible said in verse number 16 of Matthew 17, And I brought him to thy disciples, and they could not cure him. Well, what happened tonight? Jesus had gave them power to cure these things. So what happened? Don't read ahead of me just yet. Most of you probably already know, but the Bible said in verse 17, Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither to me. And Jesus rebuked the devil, and he departed out of him. And the child was cured from that very hour. Then came the disciples to Jesus apart, that means in private, and said, Why could not we cast him out? Well, Jesus said to them, Because of your unbelief. And for verily I say to you, If ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. What I was getting at tonight is that miracles did happen before the day of Pentecost. Now there's some folks that get real bold in this bad statement, and they'll make the statement that there wasn't any miracles while Christ was on the earth. Well, Christ being on the earth is a miracle in itself tonight, okay? But so before the Holy Spirit come down here at Pentecost, miracles did happen, okay? And the baptism of the Spirit as well was not even needed to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ either while Christ was still on the earth. Alright, now while He's gone, He's not on the earth tonight. He is interacting uh, with us on the earth. Christ is not here tonight. Okay, so while He's gone, He's on the right hand of the Father, and that baptism of the Spirit is needed tonight. Okay, and it's the baptism of the Holy Ghost tonight that did come to pass in a definite time in your Bible. And this time that it came to pass is right here in Acts chapter 2 and verse number 1 through 4. Alright? And so we see that it happened after Jesus Christ had ascended to the Father and sat down on the right hand of God. Alright, so I said all that so we could understand better that the baptism of the Holy Ghost did not come until Jesus Christ ascended to the Father. You understand the word ascended means He went up to be with the Father where He is tonight. Okay, there are people out there who tell you that the baptism of the Holy Ghost came while Jesus was here on this earth. Well, that's not right tonight because the Bible plainly states that He had to ascend before the Comforter could descend. Alright, that's not the case. So the baptism did not take place until Pentecost was fully come. 
And while we're on this subject of the baptism of the Holy Ghost, just so you don't get this confused either, we're going somewhere. But being baptized with the Holy Ghost does not mean the same thing as being baptized with fire. Alright, I want you to understand that tonight. Fire in that case is not a good thing in the Word of God. But I've heard people make the statement that I need to be baptized with that holy fire. I don't know about you tonight, but I don't want to be baptized with fire. Do you? I mean, we just baptized some folks with water. Now, I'd hate to think we just going to baptize somebody with fire, wouldn't you? I mean, that'd be rough, wouldn't it? Amen. I want to be baptized by the Holy Ghost. God and I got saved whether I realized it or whether I didn't, amen. And you've been baptized with the Holy Ghost of God if you're saved tonight, okay? But listen, I don't ever want to be baptized with fire. All right, there's a lot of misunderstanding on these two doctrines. I want to share with you the difference tonight. Now, if you used to walk into a Pentecostal church, they, they believe in that. They want, to be, they want the fire to fall. I'm telling you, I don't want no fire to fall. Okay, I don't want to be baptized with fire. Well, what does it mean tonight? Well, turn your Bible to Luke 3, 16 and 17. I'll show you this. I just don't want you to, I don't want to cause you to get confused for nothing tonight. Luke 3, 16 and 17. Say amen when you're there. The Bible said, John answered, saying unto them all, I indeed baptize you with water. We know that's John the Baptist. But the Bible said, but one mightier than I come at the latchet of whose shoes I'm not worthy to unloose. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. What's that mean? Well, let's read on. The Bible said in verse 17, whose fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly purge his floor and will gather the wheat into his garner, but the chaff he'll burn with fire unquenchable. Did you catch that? So what's meant in that verse tonight is that each person that heard John the Baptist preaching here would be baptized with fire or they'll be baptized with the Holy Ghost. Alright? So what that means tonight is the ones who believed on the Lord Jesus Christ would be baptized one day with the Holy Ghost of God. But those who did not believe will be baptized with fire. Now, it's not very different in our day, is it? I mean, what all this simply means is it means those that did not believe on the Lord Jesus Christ will be passed through the fire of judgment. So when John was baptizing people, they brought forth fruit and he's full repentance. Y'all know that tonight. Uh, and so the Bible tells us that in Matthew 3, 7 and 8, where the Bible says, But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees come to his baptism... He said to them, O generation of vipers who have warned you to flee from the wrath of come, uh, from the wrath to come. Bring forth therefore fruits meet for repentance. Now, if I went around this room tonight and I asked everybody, uh, if I asked anybody, if they want to go to hell, they're going to tell me nothing. Are they not? But just because you don't want to go to hell, uh, you can't be saved just on the fact that that's not where you want to go. There's got to be fruits there, meat for repentance. Okay? So no repentance, no salvation. Well, what's that? We'll get into that in a second. But they had to bring forth fruit, not that they'd be saved from wrath, because nobody wants to have God's wrath upon their lives tonight, but they had to bring forth a change of heart 
and a change of mind, which was that fruit meant for repentance because that's what repentance is. What is it tonight? Basically, and, I, and I'll just say this, I preached repentance here one time and I missed it. And I'm glad God worked through my, my ignorance. But I'm telling you what repentance is tonight is it's a change of mind toward your sin and turn away from your sin turn towards God. Alright, so basically what all this means is this. If they did not repent, have a change of mind, then they'd be baptized in judgment. They'd be engulfed in the lake of fire. And friend, I want to say this to you tonight. It's the same way tonight. If you have never had a change in your life toward the sin that you're in, then you might want to check up on what you've got because it takes a change tonight. Alright, it is by grace through faith, but that repentance also has to be there. You've got to change your mind about sin and you've got to look toward Christ. Alright, so it's the same way in our day. Now if a person does not get saved, instead of getting baptized with the Holy Ghost, one day they're going to end up in the lake of fire and they're going to be baptized by that fire over yonder in the lake of fire. Alright, that'll be the second day. So you've got to bring forth fruit meats for repentance You've got to change your mind about sin. I've heard people tell me they've got saved and stay in the same sin the day's in. Well, there wasn't no change. You've got to change, all right? Well, listen, it's a lost person tonight who has had no change in their mind about the sin that they're in. If there's never been a change in your life tonight, uh, then I'll tell you this, I, and this is a pretty bold statement, but I'm going to describe If there's never been a change, I wonder if there's been a conversion. Okay, because there'll be a change there. You'll want to read your Bible. You'll want to learn about God. And you'll want to stop what you was doing before you got saved. All right, also while we're on the subject, we saw John the Baptist say all that. And we know at that time, the baptism, when John was baptizing these people, the Holy Ghost had not come down yet. All right, because he was speaking of the one that was coming. All right, we know that he's speaking of Lord Jesus Christ. The baptism of the Holy Ghost came after John the Baptist was baptizing there. And the baptism of fire that happened to the ones that was talking to here could have been fulfilled in part tonight when Titus overran Jerusalem and destroyed the temple with fire. That could have been judgment in part. But at any rate tonight, just like I said a moment ago, this will be fully fulfilled when people who, don't, when people who do not get saved will be thrown into the lake of fire. I do not want to get baptized with fire. Do you? I don't. Out. Alright, but I'm telling you, there's a fire tonight that you will get baptized with if you die lost. And that's where you will be for the rest of your life. Alright, so the next time, or if you hear somebody say this, that they can speak in tongues of fire, well, you might want to look at them and say, I don't know about that. Alright, because the Bible never says their tongues were on fire. Not one time, did it? Said they were light as a fire. Alright, so that didn't happen tonight. But at any rate, what did happen in that room is they were all filled and they were all baptized with the Holy Ghost of God. They were all under the influence and the power of that Holy Ghost of God in this upper room. Alright, while we're on this subject as well, we see that here in this verse, they were all baptized with the Holy Ghost. And not only were they baptized, but here in this verse, they are filled. Okay, now, this being baptized with the Holy Ghost here is different than being filled with the Holy Ghost. Don't you understand that? 
So remember I said earlier, you can be full, but not filled. There's difference. Okay? And I'll say that one more time so you get this right. Being baptized with the Holy Ghost is different than being filled with the Holy Ghost. Now you've got to understand that. Why is the reason for that? Okay, they were filled and they were baptized. Alright, so once you got saved, you got baptized into the Holy Ghost. You got all Him. But are you filled with Him? That's different. Whole different thing. I'm going to explain that tonight. We'll go to the house. Alright, we're going to go deep. Turn your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter number 12. 1 Corinthians chapter number 12. Verse number 12 through 13. Say amen, you find your place. Alright, the Bible said, For as the body is one and hath many members, and all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. Now get a hold of this. For by one Spirit, that's capital S, is it not? In your Bible? I know it is in the Cambridge. There's, there's some that's not. But right here, by one Spirit, we, are we all baptized in one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink in one Spirit. That's got a capital S again. That's talking about the Holy Spirit. So what happened on this day of Pentecost tonight is that these believers were filled and baptized with the Spirit. Alright? But, there in that verse in Corinthians I quoted you, if you read on, or if you know much about the church of Corinth, they got in a mess a whole lot. Alright? So, if you were to read on that text, you'd see that even though they'd been baptized into that one Spirit, there were still in that Corinthian church those who had quarrels and those who had fights. Were there not? Now, that meant that they were still baptized with the Spirit, but they weren't filled with the Spirit. I don't believe you're going to be filled with the Spirit of God if you're quarreling one against another all the time. Something's not right. Now, you can't lose your salvation, so you're baptized with the Spirit. I don't believe you're filled with it when that happens, alright? Those are two different things. Now, we got all the Spirit when we got saved. And even though we did get it all, that don't mean we're always filled with it like we ought to be. That'll make sense in a minute. These men were filled in this upper room. They were baptized with the Spirit in this upper room. But they were filled. Why were they filled tonight? Why was that? Well, they were one body and one accord. And they were doing what the Spirit had bid them to do. Alright, in other words, they were filled with the Spirit because they were being controlled by the Spirit. Now... How many times are we truly filled with the Spirit like we ought to be? That's a good question. Just like you and me were baptized into, one, into the body of Christ when we got saved. So these men were baptized into the body of Christ as well by the same Spirit you and me have tonight. Alright, now if you study out the church Corinth, you'll notice there's carnal Christians there. And we know that because the Bible said in 1 Corinthians 3 verses 2 and 3, he said, I fed you with milk and not with meat, for hitherto ye were not able to bear it, neither yet now are ye able. For ye are yet carnal, carnal Christians. For whereas there is among you envying and strife and divisions, are ye not carnal and walk as men? So these people here were carnal in Corinth, were they not? And you'd also see if you studied out the church of Corinth, uh, you'd see that Paul rebuked and corrected them many times in the Word of God for the ways they were wrong. 
Alright, but even though they've done all those things that were wrong, now you got to understand, they were still baptized in that one body. They were still saved. Now there's probably some unsaved there, but at any rate tonight, I'm, I'm talking to you about these ones that are saved. Okay, they were baptized at one body by the Holy Spirit. So we see they were saved by the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost was living inside of them. This is the church grim, but they were not filled with the Holy Ghost. Not all the time. Those people in Corinth were not filled right there because they were not letting the Spirit of God lead them and have control of them. It's like my friend Ryan McGuire said. Most of you got to know Ryan McGuire, and he, he said this. He said, there's one baptism... But many feelings. That's good. Uh, so what I'm saying is, there's one baptism, which is when we get saved by the Holy Ghost of God. But there are many feelings of that Spirit. And I'm talking about like we feel a cup of water. Okay? Sometimes we fill up a cup of water and then you can pour it out a little bit. And then you have to fill it back up and you want to keep it full. So there's many feelings. I'm not talking about F-E-E-L-I-N-G-S. I'm talking about F-I-L-L-I-N-G-S. Y'all know what I mean. But listen, so there's many feelings, okay? There's days and times that we allow God to fill us. And then there's days and times that we allow Him not to fill us. Alright? So I'm sorry if this has been confusing tonight. But we that are saved have been baptized into one spirit, into one body, which is the body of Christ. And whether you're filled or not, that's another thing. You can be filled tonight, or you cannot be filled. Alright, but just to know, uh, so let me say this, we're filled when we let the Spirit of God have full control in our lives. Then are we filled with the Spirit. When we're doing what the Spirit wants us to do. Now, just to know that we've been baptized in the, by that Spirit in one body tonight, and you're a part of the body of Christ if you're saved, so that means you're not a part. I'll say this, you're not part of an organization. You're part of an organism. You're living tonight as a body of Jesus Christ. You're alive tonight. It's not about organization. It's about organism. And organism's a living thing. Alright, so the church is living. And we've got jobs to do in the house of God. Amen. And another thing that we need as living organisms is we all need each other. We all need one another. There ain't one that's better than another. If I lose my foot, then I'm going to be hurt. And if we lose a foot, if we lose a person in God's house, we're going to be hurting for a while. All of us are in the body of Christ. That means if you're saved, you're part of God's church, alright? You're not useless if you're part of God's church. Let me say that. But He didn't save you for no reason at all tonight. He saved you for a purpose. But we that are saved are members of the living God tonight and of His body. And just like God had given these men in the Word of God something to do tonight, God has given you and me something to do tonight as well. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this tonight. If you do something... We ought to be faithful to do. And I'm not being rude and hateful, but if you called me to be your pastor and I didn't show up uh, for a month, you'd be a little upset with me, wouldn't you? Be a little right. I'd say you have every right to be if I if I done that, okay? So you bet you got a job and we need to do it. It's kinda like I don't know why I got off on all this, but I did. But it, it's like going to work. I mean, 
If we didn't show up for a month, they'd probably fire us. Never mind. Let's move on. I'm going to get on with it before I get in trouble. These men were baptized with the Holy Ghost of God, just like you and me that are saved. These men were filled tonight, which means they were letting the Holy Spirit of God guide them, lead them, and direct them. So they have let God have full control by that Spirit at this time in the Bible. And me and my wife, we're going to take a flight here soon. And you know what scares me about that? I'm not going to be in control. And then we're going to get on a ship. And you know what else scares me about that? We ain't going to be in control. We're just going to let the captain drive us to wherever he wants to drive us. Now there's a captain in Christianity and his name is Jesus Christ. Now, we're mountain folk and we like to be in control. But boy, when you're filled with that spirit and you're just letting God drive, that's when you feel. See, you're full when you're not saved. But when you're letting Him lead you and guide your life, you are filled with the Holy Ghost of God. Does that make more sense? So, just in knowing that you're a part of the body tonight, we're not going to be much of that body if we don't let the Holy Spirit of God lead us, guide us, and direct us. Are we? We're not going to be. Now, we can lead ourselves. And that's not going to work. Ourselves, what got us in the mess that we stand for, we got saved. Alright, so if you're not letting Him guide you and have you tonight, I'll say this, why don't you let him have you? Here's these men in this upper room. Clothing comes around them, getting ready to rest upon them. I didn't see nowhere, not one time they kicked against him. Not one time they bucked. They said, God, they didn't say this, but I could imagine. I could see them saying, God, you have your way. I'm going to speak in languages that I've never spoken before. And everybody's going to understand what's coming out of my mouth. Now that don't happen again. It happened here at Pentecost. By these men that were filled with the Holy Ghost because they were letting God use them at this time in the Word of God. And I want to say this tonight. Even though they spoke in those tongues, why don't we do that in our day? How come? Why don't we? Well, turn your Bible to 1 Corinthians 13 and 8. Why don't we speak in tongues tonight? Why not? You find your place there, say amen. amen. The Bible said, charity never faileth. But whether they be prophecies, they shall fail. Has that not come true? There's been many people prophesying many things that come to pass because the Bible said they'll fail. Only prophecy going to come true is in this book. All right? Charity never faileth, but whether they be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether they be tongues, they shall cease. That's what the Word of God said. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. Our knowledge, one day will pass away. You can learn all you want to down here, but everything we learn about this world is going to pass away one of these days. I guarantee you that. So, tongues are not for us. All right? If you can speak a different language and get you an interpreter, that's different. All right? So, what is for us tonight? Being filled with the Spirit. And you know what we do? We hold back on Him so many times. And we say, no God. No God. 
And we all say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Friend, we don't need to hold back on him. We don't need to quench him. But be filled with him each and every day. And that right there is easy preaching and hard living. We've got to yield ourselves to the Holy Ghost of God like these, did, like these men did here in the book of Acts. How do we do that? By yielding to what God said in His Word, first of all. And if you've not been doing that, why don't you start tonight? I want to ask you this. Are you letting God use you and use you to your full potential? I mean, God wants to use us, but He wants to use us to His full potential for your life. Are we letting Him do that? If you say the answer is no, then you're holding back God from using you like He wants to. That's between you and Him. All right? You can't be filled with the Spirit until you let the captain drive the boat. We'd like to kick against him. I like to do all that. You're full if you're saved, but are you filled with the Holy Ghost of God? These men in this upper room at this point, they were not holding back on God. Now you'll see them later do that. They're human too. But right now at this point, they're not holding back on God. And it's there that the Spirit gave them utterance and we'll see what happens next, Lord willing. But these men were filled with the Spirit. I'm not even going to give an altar call tonight because I got here late, but I am going to ask you this. Are you letting the Spirit have control over your life? Does He control you tonight? Boy, let's go home and ponder about that. Lord, do you control me? What controls you? The news controls some people. The times control some people. 